Hi, thanks for downloading this podcast. This is Jack AM FM, the audio track of what is a video morning show we do every day, uh, every morning uh, over at twitch.tv slash Jack Allison. If you like what you hear on this podcast, uh, feel free to go check it out. Uh, we're doing it every morning, uh, uh, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern uh, at Twitch TV slash Jack Allison. Uh, and while you're over there, maybe hit the subscribe button. You know, if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you get one free Twitch Prime subscription a month. Why not make it me so I can make a little bit of money? Anyway, enjoy the show. Good morning, everyone. Wow. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. That was Martin Noakes. Uh... The song is called 9-11. I believe it's called Building 7, actually. Martin Noakes is Building 7. It is kind of... Okay. Uh, 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 It is kind of a catchy song. We have to admit that that's a very catchy song. Whether or not you agree with it. Whether or not you agree with it. (sighs) That is a catchy song. You know, more catchy by Martin Noakes. Martin Noakes has a lot of sort of uh, uh, has a lot of pretty good um, conspiracy bangers. Well, first of all, it's seven o two in the morning Pacific, ten o two Eastern. It's September eleventh, twenty eighteen. Welcome to Jack AM, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Good morning to the Slurp Fam. Good morning to everybody out there. How many years is it since uh since nine eleven? Let me let me look at this up. Let me look this up really quickly and see just how many years it was since uh, since nine eleven at this point. Uh, let's see. There we go. We're covered. We're covered. No, Brendan. We have one more year. We have one more year until the people that were born on nine eleven can vote. And enlist in the army. We have one more year. So the world has not gotten strange yet. The world has not gotten strange just yet. Me and the president are right. The people who were born on or after 9-11 are simply taking their pre-SATs. The world has not gotten strange yet. People who were born after 9-11 aren't adults or anything like that. They're just 17 years old. They can just drive. People who have no conception of the world before 9-11 happened, who uh, uh, never saw what the world was like before 9-11, are not adults, cannot vote till next year, but can drive currently. So it's not strange. The world's not strange at all. The world's not strange at all. And it's not getting stranger. That's for sure. It is the 17th anniversary of 9-11 today. And, you know, I didn't really, uh, I'm not, like, planning to do a bunch of uh, 9-11 material or anything like that. I mean, I don't really have much to say about it. You know, I do think it was bad that 9-11 happened. And then I do think subsequently everything, you know, that followed surrounding 9-11 was also bad. There hasn't been a single good thing. You know, I guess I would say that with regards to 9-11 and the... uh, and the response to it, I suppose I would say that there were bad people on both sides. 
suppose that's what I would say. I guess I would also say that Saudi Arabia did 9-11 and that they're like our best buddies in the world. So who the fuck knows with anything anymore? Who knows with anything that uh, goes on in this strange, strange, strange and confusing world? This strange, 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 confusing world. If there were no, no 9-11, would there be a Jack AM? Interesting. Very interesting question. I'm not quite so sure. I'm not quite so sure. We can never really, we can never, you know, fully account for the butterfly effect with these things. Who know? Who knows what uh, <clears throat> kind of guy I would have been if not for that fateful, fateful day. I ditched school on that fateful day, that fateful, fateful day when we went into school. Um, I went to school and uh, I decided I don't want to be here. I don't want to sit in science class and watch the TV set. So I went to Sears instead. I left and I, <clears throat> I went to Sears to watch 9-11 there on my own terms, not on a, on a television in a, in a classroom. All right. What the hell else is going on out here? Well, you know, we don't have Bugmain calling in today, but we are going to be having a chat with Bugmain's best friend, actually. His best friend in the world. Uh, Franklin, I believe his nickname is The Resonator Lombardo, uh, is going to be uh, jumping on the phone with us in a little bit in the 8 o'clock hour. We're going to be talking with The Resonator, with Franklin Lombardo himself. I'm very excited about that. <coughs> Very funny guy hosts the Pillow Talk podcast with his uncle Howard. You were out of <laughs> wow. You know, uh, uh, I wonder where Kate is. I wonder if Kate's going to show up today. Her alarm didn't go off this morning. She was up. She was up. She was up. But uh, do I concede that the? The painting previously in the background looked like olive nipples. Well, I cannot, you know, I have my own interpretations as far as all of the art around the house. But, you know, I leave it to the artist to uh, to explain what she felt that the art was. So you'll have to wait until uh, uh, Kate a.m. We'll have to wait until it's Kate a.m. Oh, the chair's not in here. Kate's arrived. Claire in the chat is saying that there was a ton of Star is Born news last night. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. We do have a couple things. Kate, I want to show you something that was sent to us in the chat room. But first, I'll go to uh, before Kate comes in because she is not does not appear that she's ready yet. Does not appear she's ready yet. We opened the show with Martin Oaks, uh, uh, who's a really fun, I believe, Australian or maybe New Zealander. Um, uh, conspiracy pop music artist, uh, which is, whoa, Jane gets to see stars born tomorrow. Well, how is that? How, how are you pulling that? How's that? Uh, that's quite the scoop. That's quite the scoop. You're going to get the early look at, uh, what I understand is sure to be winning all the Oscars or whatever. How exciting. How wonderful. Okay. Let me, uh, oh. Is something, oh no, something's gone wrong with the slurp cam here, everybody. Oh my god. Probably because I did that video game stream last night. I'll tell you what, everybody. We did a lot of streams yesterday. We did a lot of streams yesterday. 
We did a lot of streams yesterday here on the on the stream, and I think it was too much. I think it was too much for me, actually. I think I hit my limit. I don't need to be doing, like, my uh, head shaving stream and the video game stream, all that stuff. It was fun. It was fun to, uh, uh, to hang out all day. It was a good time, but uh, it burnt me out, to be honest with you. <clears throat> so yesterday we did the... Um, the Jack AM bonus, uh, Who's the Buzz special, uh, which is going to be going up on VOD on the Patreon right after uh, this broadcast. Right after this broadcast, we will be putting it up. Uh, uh, but let me, uh, um, I think maybe I could show, uh, I may, I'll, I'll just show for the people who weren't there what the interview uh, was like that we were able to work up for that. Uh, let me just find that here. So this is the... This is the uh, uh, intro for yesterday's. Are you want to come in? Well, I'm just gonna show them the intro to, to promo for Patreon. Kate thinks this should only be for the patrons, but uh, I'm gonna put this up just because you know uh, uh, I think it's pretty funny, and uh, you know why not? <laughs> Change just wrong. Okay. Okay. So uh, let's just have a look, just for the people who didn't watch yesterday. This is just a, a taste of some of the excitement that you saw in the post show yesterday, the bonus show. It's the Who's the Buzz special. Hi there, I'm Joe Hartzler, live from the Hartzler Ranch in Ohio. Wow. Today on Jack AM Bonus, one of our hosts will have their head buzzed. Will it be Jack or will it be Kate? Yeah. Exciting stuff. This is the stuff you're missing the over episode, at the Patreon. One of our hosts will be here today, gone tomorrow. But before we find out the answer to that question, let's talk to our hosts. I'm only going to show your interview. I'm Kate Raft, and uh, I am a morning show host and visual artist. Hair haver. If I had to buzz my hair today, it would mean that my hair would be off of my head. It'd be cooler. I'd kind of look like awesome because I have like a gorgeous face and really good bone structure, so I can pull off any hair look. Yeah, I've buzzed my hair before. Um, in the past, I completely buzzed it once, but I, I, like I said, I I shave it on the sides and the. I do a full undercut fairly often, and I've had um, varying lengths of just really short hair. To the haters who say there's no way I'm going to buzz my hair, there's no way Kate's going to buzz her hair, I would have to say, F you, you don't know me. Okay, that's it for now. You'll have to tune in to the, uh, the bonus show on the Patreon to see it all. Uh, We're doing some really, really great stuff on... You know the Patreon. You know, it's Kate AM. Yeah. yeah, there we go. It's Kate AM. Welcome we to Kate AM. The Kate. show spelled J A C K A M. But That's pronounced Kate AM. All right, all right, all right. Um, well, you know, uh, uh, it is a spoiler to even look look upon me today. You can see that I shaved my head, but there's just so much more content in that episode than uh, you could even imagine. In fact, there's just a little bit more edited content, and then it's a long period of uh, us really trying hard to shave my head and it being hard to do. It was too hot. Too hot Ooh, in here. Way too hot in here. I did not touch up my hair yet, and uh, it possibly looks like shit still. It definitely looks like shit. It doesn't look good. It looks really bad. 
You look like um, you're having a mental breakdown. Great. So I'll, I'm going into a meeting today and I'll be wearing a hat. I'm going to be wearing a hat uh, at the meeting today. Yeah. You please wear a hat. Yeah. Um, well, Kate, what do you got going on? Anything happening? Should I, I can bring something up if you don't have anything. Uh, no, I got some news today. Great. Great, great, great. Not, not a ton of news, just a couple news items. Well, I know we're doing a call at 730. We have the Rays update with Claire, I believe. We got the Rays update with Claire. Great. Um, so I got some news. This first piece of news is uh, the Wizard of Waverly Place. Oh, well, you know, I used to work for that show. Wait, doing VFX? Yeah, my dad did the VFX for it, and so That's I funny. would do, you know... Like that was my I would so, do VFX for it. So your friend, the wizard, uh, brought a loaded gun to the airport. <laughs> I did see this. I did. He's not my friend. In fact, I never worked on that show. Wow. I disavow him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in the news. Yeah. OK, it's hold on. Let me pull it up here. It's the second link under Kate News. Someday I want to I want to show everybody what uh, the document. We have a show doc that has like scripts and stuff. Oh, this doesn't. Uh, oh, maybe that. Uh, uh, we have a show doc with like, you know, the, the topics of the day and everything like that. Uh, and Kate has at the top of the stars mourn section, which, you know, stays pretty permanent in there. Just the lyrics to the song would start. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. So Kate actually, there is a lot more preparation that goes into this and people plan crypt. Kate does script out her. Ah, ah, ah. Every morning. That's that's scripted out. Of course. So David this, Henry humiliated so after his So this is the Wizard arrest. of Waverly Place. This is Selena Gomez's older brother. Yeah. And he uh, noticed the date on the article. Wait, nine, this is Selena Gomez's older brother in real life or? No, no, it's in the show. In Wizard World. Okay, in Wizard World. And um, guess what? He brought what? a loaded gun to LAX. Apparently what? he's humiliated. How sad. How he did sad. it on 9-11 Eve. What a fool. He takes the responsibility for the situation at LAX. He unintentionally brought his legally owned gun, which is registered in his name, to the airport. It's really not that big a deal to accidentally bring a, a gun to the airport. Wow. With a loaded gun. It's kind of weird. It's just like not that big a deal to to bring a uh, M&P 9mm gun to the, uh, to the airport. Loaded. Loaded. So do people keep their guns like do they store them loaded? I actually think and I don't really know. I really don't know what uh, the reality is. But I think people are just like into having their guns and shit. They're just like into it. Especially if you're like a wizard of Waverly Place, I guess. I mean, yeah. I never really watched that show, but I'm assuming like, you know, he doesn't have the powers in real life. No. And he was like used to having powers for so long. So he yeah. needed now he needs. So now he needs power. Now, now he, needs he needs to needs, feel that power yeah. in his pocket. Now that he no longer has a wand, which by the way, the only is, thing that stops a bad a guy with a wand is a good guy with by a wand. By the way, wands are guns. Yeah. You can kill someone with a wand in Harry Potter. Yeah, they so are guns. Wands are guns. And I'm anti wands for sure. I'm anti wands for sure. I don't sure. think people should have wands. We shouldn't be bringing these kids to stupid fucking what is it called? A Huffle House or something? Teaching, What's it called? Uh, ha Hogwarts. 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 Te teaching them that it's okay to have a life-ending weapon this is military as school, a child. Folks. That's military I school. I think that's inappropriate. Not it, okay. It's about war. Not okay. Do you want to look at some art stuff? Yeah. This I've, is what was sent. This was sent to us in the Discord, actually. So is this what um, Succession 
is based on. What do you mean? He had a scene where he was like trying to finance an art company. Uh, I think it might be actually. Yeah. So this was sent to us by Muffin Party in the Discord. Uh, this thing, Iconic, Iconic, who I guess that they are the leaders in canvas art right now. This could be something cool for you even, Kate. Uh, You're an artist. What? Aren't you an artist? Are these just like me like uh bad memes well it's these these are like it's like these like canvases like for like hustle taking case of laziness and sudden lack of work ethic this is propaganda ninety dollars uh so that's cool this is it's basically just inspirational art but done for like the set that like waits for um shoes on on fairfax you know what I mean? The, oh, oh, the set that waits for shoes. Yeah, on. the the supreme, the supreme set or supreme whatever. Supreme team. The supreme set or whatever. Well, let's get into it with these guys. So, uh, uh, they are now working with uh, uh, Scooter Braun and Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh, love so Scooter they have, Braun. Uh, uh, they have basically. This is a cool way Scooter to do Braun art. Scooter Braun has brought us a lot of great art. So yeah, I really actually has. do trust him uh, to bring us more good art. He brought us Justin Bieber. He brought us Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. I mean, it's really cool. Iconic. So they like specialize in this kind he's of like Calabasas, canvas art. Uh, he's like the. Uh, he's like the star is born of Calabasas. Well, see, I like this shit because like what's cool about canvas art is that it's clearly just made in Photoshop and printed onto a canvas. Absolutely. I think that that's really cool. That to me is like like what I really like, like uh is when it when you get a JPEG and it just exists in the real world. Uh, you can put it up in your office. This really is just art for like, you know, the most wealthy. I mean, it's really just for like offices more than anything. Do you think they would buy my art? No, because your art looks too much like art. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like uh, what you would learn in a um, in like a Udemy class for how to use Photoshop. What's y- Udemy are those classes where you pay like 20 bucks to like learn a software or something. You would come out at the end with something like this shit. This is all, this is propaganda. You're 90, absolutely right. It is like, uh, it's like capitalist propaganda. Like this shit is like straight up. That's like, that's sorry, like out that's like of in the movie. Sorry to bother you. Yeah, no, this is like, this is like to me, it's like, uh, What's that movie? Uh, uh, God, I'm I'm like really blanking this morning. Uh, uh, they live. This is like out of They Live, sure. right there. My example worked too. A little more modern. A little more modern. My example worked too. I don't know why you did one up. I didn't have to. I just thought of one. I had one in my head too. Your movie. I wasn't trying was to one up too. it. I had one as well that too. I wanted to get out. It was good too. I wanted to get it out though. Hey, I. This is a show where you express yourself. We all express ourselves. It's a show uh, where uh, one expresses Ooh, look at this. Themselves. Entrepreneur. That's sad. The person who's up late working 100 hours for themselves to avoid Wait. working 40 uh. hours for someone else. Why? Boo. Boo. This sucks. This shit sucks. Anyway, so Scooter Braun and Gary Vaynerchuk are partnering, of course, with the founders, Mark Mastrian, Mark Mastrand, Mark Mastrandria, and Jeff Cole, Mark Mastrandria, I think you'll probably know better as Mark Brazil. Because these guys are like just uh, Instagram guys. This is basically like if an art company was started by uh, the fat Jewish or whatever. He has started an art company. Yeah, he has a wine, too. That's he- like the one wine. There's a fat Jewish rosé 
that I like is try cheap, to, I and I just to, won't have it. I don't want the money going to fucking I that guy. Try to trick Jack into buying it. I'm like, does this one look good? It's like a good price, and then I'm like, no, 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 I shan't be having white, it from. Well, you yeah. know what? You know why it's so shady? It's extra shadier than just it being by the fetu. Yeah. So, um, the Twitter account that was really popular for a while was like White Girl Problems. Do you remember that? Yeah. So like. There was like an actual woman writing those. She had teamed up with like two other yeah. guys. So it was like a team of three people writing this very popular Twitter account. They had uh, like a three book deal. I read all the books because I love trash. And uh, <laughs> um, You still read all the celebrity books. By the way, you've read like, didn't you read like the Michael Ian Black book or something? In college, yeah. Oh my God. Um, I love like to have just like, you know, the lowest level of taste. Um. And I'm proud of it. So anyway, I read these books. They're actually funny to me as a dumb person. I loved them. <laughs> um, and uh, apparently this woman, and now I can't remember her name, but she got cut out of the brand oh. by like the when the fat Jewish came on board. And now it's like three guys wow. in charge of this white girl brand and like profiting off of like making fun of like women pretty much. So this shit is so funny. This video, <laughs> it's like pretty look bad. at this video. It's like the fat Jewish and the creator of white girl problems. Explain how to get more followers. There they are. These two guys drinking the white girl rosé. Like, there really was like a white girl Basically at one a point. Table butt. You're gonna have like millions and millions of followers. Uh, I don't know if I want to quite yet look into the bowels of hell. Uh, but let's go ahead and do it. If you have like a picture of you on vacation, just hashtag some stuff that has nothing to do with the photo. Whatever. Wow. These guys are brilliant. These guys are brilliant geniuses. This is how you get social media followers. On your popular page, the hashtags, just throw it in there. Right, right. Because you'll, you'll definitely like troll a few people into liking your photo. I got nothing to say about Wayne. I think David Wayne is just fine. Show Walter too. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think Ian Black is still like... A funny guy. I would like watch a show made by him, but I just think his politics are fucking obnoxious and he shouldn't post. I, I like the big you know, sick. Like whatever, eating gazpacho, whatever people are doing on vacation. You're just like hashtag feel the burn. You know, you're just talking about You like, don't have to watch this. <laughs> but they really did cut a woman out of the deal. And yeah, now their whole brand up. is just like ironically making fun of women. Anyway, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't like this kind of shit. I don't like. I mean, uh, li listen, I'm the first one to say we should all make fun of white women. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But I don't know. Should should those two white guys be doing it? Maybe. Yeah. Should they have cut should out? They've cut out the woman that was like kind of making it slightly more acceptable Weird. because it's from a female perspective. Weird. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's look at the about us page for uh, for this for this fucking thing. Iconic. Co-founder Mark Brazil uh, is an entrepreneur in the truest sense of the word. Look at these guys. Look at these two guys right there. Okay. There they are. Two entrepreneurs grinding away. They're just grinding away Do you think they were at their like, laptops. This one guy was like, I'm going to wear all black. You wear denim. Okay. <laughs> you have the black apple on your laptop. I'll have the white apple on my laptop. Yeah. Look at these two exactly the same men. These two exact same guys, they're dressed like uh, uh, they look like they're like how like 
like the evil version in cartoons would arrive. They're just like inverse color on each other. Like they even have inverse color on the Macs that they're using, on the two Macintoshes that they're using. Anyway, let's hear about Mark Brazil. Uh, Mark Brazil is an entrepreneur in the truest sense of the word. Boo. There he is on the left. Uh, he's been following his passion for building brands since he was a teenager. Wow. That sounds like a cool guy, Ooh. huh? That sounds like a cool guy. Moving from party planning to direct sales to dra graphic it's, novels it like skipped, and eventually into the fashion world. Okay, what was his over, He skipped over his DJ career. Yeah, and also like uh, what his parents do yeah. for a living. Uh, what the hell? Uh, uh, Mark Mastriandria. Let's see if we can find out what this guy's uh, parents do for a living. Uh, let's just see if I can look up parents. Let's see. Man, I really wish I could find out who this guy is. Uh, you should start like a are. you should start like a database that just search rich search. Man, rich I really parents. that would be my uh uh man. Okay, well we're gonna just have to search keep looking the last into this. name Mastrianda and then the city he's from. Okay, yeah. He said he's a Chicago kid from Hart, right? Or no, something like that. No, that was like the that. other guy. No, he's an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. No, it says Yeah. Why do you searched the wrong name then? No, his name is Mark Rastriandra. Mark Mark Brazil's not his real name. Oh, okay. So so where is he from? It doesn't say. It doesn't say where he's from. Anyway, so after numerous successes, he turned back his interest in the visual arts and began to act as a brand manager for multiple artists. Wow. Kate, you need a brand manager. Someone want to brand manage me? We need a brand manager. Do you, pull up my art. Do you think it could be on this One site? of these clients was his frequent collaborator, Jeff Cole, whose Instagram page he helped grow to hundreds of thousands of followers, and the two decided to go into business together. Wow. A Chicago kid through and through. Jeff learned the power of visual icon. I just can't even fucking handle this shit, to be honest with you. It's too much. It's too much for, even, for me to even look at this kind of shit. But this is what all the rich kids are doing. It's companies like this that all the rich kids like they just have these like little vanity companies where they're like literally like printing, you know, Photoshop images onto canvas. And that's something. Good luck. Good luck to the world. Good luck. These are the hands in which we all lay. I mean, the 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 country and the world is being handed over to, you know, these second generation, these kids that uh, I start uh, are born like that? with wealth and have inheritance. And these are the ones that run our lives. We don't know if they were born with wealth. I know they that just Mark like Mastry and look Lucrio like they was. were. Yeah, I do. I feel like it's uh, really easy for like already rich people to be like, you got to hustle. You got to hustle. Here's something from 2011 where he's like talking about like superheroes or some shit like this guy's just been into like like dog shit art forever. This is the 2011 stuff with oh Mark Mastrandria. He's like like I guess he's he like looks, doing something like cage he actually hero. looks evil. Like look at his eye. Look at his eyes. He did like an MMA comic book. He did an MMA comic book and graduated from the Alfred Lerner College of Business and Economics with a degree in marketing. Oh, the best art school. How wonderful. I want to know his parents. I want to know who his parents Find out are. where he's from. Uh oh boy, he his his like partner died. He got an angel investor. Who could the angel investor be? His parents. Who could the angel investor be? Okay, I wonder who it is. Who the heck could the uh, the angel investor possibly be? Here we are. 
<clears throat> you want to look at uh, iconic LA's humble LA beginnings? Is that a photo of their humble beginnings? <laughs> There's the humble beginnings of uh, them sitting with like their uh, their cool wow. art car. Really, you sh- this is why you should support artists, guys. Guys, support artists. Just please. Hey, really though. Just read the sentence, if, if, Kate. If you really uh, like art and you see people around you making it, give them money. Give them money. Can we can we read this really quickly? Give them money instead of these people. Sitting modestly on a Lambo in Give downtown me money. LA. Sitting modestly on a Lambo in downtown LA, the lifelong entrepreneurs Mark and Jeff propelled a whole line of artwork for other like-minded individuals, feeding their inner wolf as one of their favorite pieces, the wolf would suggest. Let's see what the wolf looks like. There it is. The the Oh wow. This is one of their favorite pieces, Kate, the wolf. There's the wolf. <laughs> okay i guess there is a market for this i'm like i guess there is a market like, for this is like, like art for like soulless cocaine yeah for like, cokehead like cokehead. by the way they were inspired by the way uh by this yeezy post this was the yeezy post that changed everything um how a hustler turned into an art dealer wow from from the from the mean streets of marketing school at UD, a simple oh, hustler. Delaware, look up, look up, uh, Mastriani, Delaware. Whatever. Okay, Mastriandria, Delaware. Mastriandria, Delaware. University of Delaware. Okay, Mastriandria parents. Who could have been the angel investor? Who could have been that angel investor? Okay. Robert Mastrandria? Could it be Robert Mastrandria who works at the Federal Savings Bank? Probably not. Mm, could it be Daniela Mastrandola? Uh, no, that's a pianist. Probably it's just not. hard. This is a hard one to find. These are these are difficult. Uh, All right, so his parents aren't famous. Well, but you know they're difficult to find. That doesn't mean they're not rich. Does not mean that they're not rich. He still got himself an angel investor for his uh, MMA comic book company, or whatever. Anyone's like, okay. They're probably from New York. Oh, God. We have to stop. We have to stop. I have to stop just looking up uh, Mark Brazil's parents. I'm not going to spend the rest of the episode just trying to find out who Mark Brazil's uh, uh, parents are. Not necessarily trying to find out who Mark Brazil's parents are. Hey, uh, it's time for us to uh, uh, let's try to get the uh, um, raise update, huh? Claire, do you have the? We're uh, gonna call you. Do I have the phone number? Or do you? Have I do, phone? but my phone's dead. God okay. damn it! Claire, can you text me your phone number? It'll come up on my laptop. My actual phone is dead. Yeah, I don't have it here either. But you can also call in too. Uh, um, we are gonna get the raise update. We're gonna be speaking to Claire Downs very shortly, uh, and we're gonna get an update on. <clears throat> well, to catch you guys up uh, until this point, <coughs> we spoke with Claire. I think now it was about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Okay, um, here's the number. Okay. We spoke with Claire a uh, uh, a few weeks ago about uh, um, a raise she wanted to go in for. And we, we talked about how she should do that and what the best way was. And when we last talked, she had asked for the raise. She was not combative in doing so. Uh, but then she was worried because her boss called in a bunch of uh, her other employees uh, into her office throughout the rest of the day. Uh, and so she was worried that that might be some kind of restructuring to have uh, all the other folks, you know, start doing the work that she was doing. Hello? 
Hi, what's going on, Claire? It's Jack and Kate. Welcome hey. to Kate AM. You're live on air. Good morning. Um, so, yes. So that was a good setup. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was told I had to wait. Uh, my boss was like, you know, uh, I need at least a week to figure this out. And okay. more than a week went by. And I really psyched myself out. I was like, I'm getting fired. Because this is Hollywood. Uh-huh. You know? I thought they were just going to be like, you're done. Yeah. And the good news is it actually completely worked out. Um, wow. Yay. Yeah. Not only did I get a pay bump, I got a better credit on this movie. And wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And the credit can actually like help uh, me uh, later with other things. So that's good. Would you like to share the credit? Um, I'm a story producer, which is you. Hey. Uh, That's what they call writers on reality shows. Yeah. And documentaries. documentaries. That's awesome. And And documentaries. If I learned anything, if I may impart, and maybe this is the Clarium challenge. Ooh. Oh, wow. You, you we heard have a Claire AM challenge? You heard challenge? it here first, guys. There's going to be a Claire AM challenge. I'm ready for Listen it. Listen up. Claire will introduce the challenge now. Okay, so I got a lot of people reaching out to me saying that me asking for this raise kind of, like, inspired them. And, wow. yeah, so the Claire AM challenge is basically, like, if we all agree to not take shit at work, we can be mm-hmm. technically in like a union together. Like, even though <laughs> yeah, it's true. So like I noticed when I stopped, you know, accepting to answer emails after hours or do work after mm-hmm. hours, I got more respect. And mm-hmm. with they know now that they can't do that without paying. And I know that might not work for everyone, but if you just have mm-hmm. like more self dignity and I hope that works for more people, uh, that's the Clarium challenges. No more taking shit from your boss without pay. Hell yeah. I love that. Get paid if you're going to take shit. Get paid if you're taking shit. Emails after hour. Yeah. If you can't ask for a raise. Yeah. And uh, just don't take shit, guys. This is a great story. I do like how this worked out. We're in a union together. I like that. I do. And I want to actually, you know, I I always bring it back to Hollywood stuff because that's just what my, like, personal experience is but you know this idea of us all being in a union together i do think applies very well to hollywood it really does and in no place is it more needed than here i want to shout out claire because i think claire played a big part in me quitting a very toxic yeah that's true uh, job situation because i went to a hollywood labor meeting where claire was talking about just you know hollywood labor stuff with other women and i was yeah. like oh my god it doesn't have to be terrible, and then I quit my job, and my life's been great ever since. Yeah, thank so, Claire, you. So, Claire, you're a thought, you're a thought leader, you're a labor leader, and you're helping us all in this Claire AM challenge. <laughs> oh, I'm very honored, well, and if anyone takes the Claire AM challenge, uh, I'm not responsible if you get fired. But uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, but, we don't we don't bear any responsibility. But it would be nice. Everybody should just stop taking shit from their bosses. Uh, uh, and at least ask for more money if you're going to be taking shit. No answering emails after hours without pay. Right. I agree with that. And I was I would also Absolutely. say that I think that stuff like that 
uh, in Hollywood and in any other job, you think that you're like, oh, I got to do everything so that no one gets upset with me or whatever. Like I'm trying to do my best because it's so hard to get these jobs. But the actual reality is, is that when you do things like this, when you like do rewrites for free or like when you are willing to answer emails, you're setting a precedent for everybody else, for everyone else yes. that works in the industry. And a lot of people and this is why I think this is a part of the reason why you see so many like rich kids and trust fund kids like doing so well in Hollywood because they're able to put in this much extra. They're able to do like a year's worth of rewrites and not like say a word about it. And when yeah. they do that, they are setting the bar at that point, you know, past the point of which many people are able to even compete. And I don't think that that's right to do. I agree. I agree. And I just have to say also, I'm not saying this was easy. This was actually very hard. Like yeah. I wanted to throw up for many days. <laughs> um, yeah. But, like, sometimes it works, and it, I think bosses, ex at least good ones, respect if you have some self-dignity over the people that yeah. just grovel and do everything, because then you're always thought of as, like, oh, they can be abused, basically. Yeah, right. I agree. I agree. And yeah. that's not healthy. I mean, nobody should feel that way. But no. like, I think that these things, you fall into these things naturally. And I guess generally, I think that when you're a young person and when you're you know excited to have a job, you really feel like if I you know, give myself over to this, I will be rewarded. And I think that that is so seldomly going to be the case. You are so much more often going to be rewarded by like taking personal initiative and like asking for what you deserve. It's true. Yeah. And if you aren't, then you can just quit and be rewarded with uh, chilling out for a second while you look. For yeah, job. really. Exactly. At a certain point, like, you know, everyone, yeah. you know, I understand that it's uh, everyone's situation is different. Everyone does need to work and everything like that. But at a certain point, if you lose a job because you like stood up for yourself and asked for a raise, number one, that makes your you don't want to work for that fucking person yeah. anyway. You it's know what I person mean? Like, it's like going to be good to work for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, if you get fired for asking for a raise, like you should leave. Yeah. Then you don't want to have ever you worked wanna, there really you, you, really don't. Work there. you really don't um that being said you know people are in different economic situations of course yeah, people are in different economic and everyone has to do what they got to do but uh, uh if you are able if you feel the yearning within you to ask for a raise but you just feel that you're not like ready for it or you haven't earned it yet Go in and ask for that raise. Like, like, uh, uh, get the fire in your belly because if you feel that you want it, then you definitely deserve it. I think. I, yeah, yeah, and if you want to try what I tried, I'm not saying this works for everyone. What I tried was making a list of all the things that I did that were beyond my pay grade and what oh, I think the value was. I think that's really good. I think that's a really good advice because I also think that bosses and, you know, bosses are just, uh, uh, number one, they don't want to pay anyone extra, but they also are like oblivious in their own way. I think so many bosses just like, you know, we think that they're doing so much important stuff, but they're just sitting in their office looking at Facebook and shit and like not really paying attention. They're like the rest of us. They're not like really wanting to be at work all day. So I think yeah. it's very good, actually, to go in and say, here's the value I added in a specific way, because they probably just aren't paying attention. Like, even right. though you think they're paying attention to everything you're doing, probably they're just like 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 just walk stumbling through their day and trying to go home at five like the rest of us. Dear yeah, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, uh, no, um, take the aquarium challenge, please. 
Take the challenge. Take the challenge, everybody. Uh, uh, Claire, do you have anything else to say before we uh, let you go here? By the way, uh, your sketches were very good at Sketchgram. They were very funny sketches. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I enjoyed yeah. writing them. Kate was a great director. I felt yeah. very guided by her. I thought her notes were <laughs> my favorite. Don't tell anyone. Wow. But... The favorite notes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do you have anything else you want to get into before we uh, before we let you go here today? No, no. Uh, have a great morning, guys. Hey, you too. We're Always having, good to hear we're from having you. dinner with Claire on Saturday. Oh, yeah, on we are. Saturday. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that. That'll be the next update, the Monday update. We'll see yeah. how the dinner went. D- dinner update. <laughs> Make some good dinner. Uh, uh, all right, great. Talk to you later. Uh, uh, good to talk to you again. Bye. 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 That was great. That's a good update, actually. Oh, I feel... That is actually not really... I didn't anticipate it go... I mean, I didn't know that I like thought she wouldn't get it, but I just didn't think it would go over quite I... as gangbusters. I knew it was going to be good, but then Claire and I decided... <clears throat> she was like, we're talking about on Saturday, and she was like, do you want to know about the raise, but, and I, uh, 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 or do you want to hear it on the air? And I, would, <laughs> she, I said, she said, it's good. But I don't want to ruin it. So, so then don't ruin I it. I said save it for the air. <laughs> save That's it so for funny. the air. That's so funny. That's really good news. That's really good news. And I mean the thing I'm saying about like in Hollywood, we offer up too much. And when you're offering up that much, when you're offering up stuff like doing free rewrites, taking late calls, you know, not getting paid for a long time, you're doing that out of a out of a place of privilege. Yeah. And you are basically using your economic circumstance to edge out other people uh, who aren't able to do that. And thinking, I don't think that's right. I keep thinking my old boss used to like. Just be able to call me at any hour of the yeah. day. He would call me at 6 a.m. on a day where I wasn't working for him yeah. and be like screaming at me about something like that's unacceptable. Well, that's totally unacceptable. And that's like even part of the larger that's even part of like the larger like abusive like assistant system here in Hollywood. Yeah. where There's like weird there's some weird shit with the assistant system and it's just like totally also, looked one, at as appropriate. One time one of my uh, one time a boss had me go on a business trip and then treated it like it was a vacation for me. Yes, that and is then, so like, annoying. And then tried to make me be like grateful for yes, it. Yes, that shit. Well, I brought you here. It's like, dude, like I'm like taking fucking notes on everything. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you like, want me to say? Like, every day. I'm I like working. Yeah. I think also that's the thing, even aside from like trips and things like that, bosses do like to wield the like, I gave this to you. Yeah. This was a gift to you. It's like, no, dude, no, this is a work. fucking work. You're paying I'm me. I'm working. You. you know what I mean? I'm working like it's not like you didn't bestow this upon me like you're like the uh, uh, the fairy godmother of employment. Yeah. Like I don't owe you anything, actually. It's really bad. I like actually how bosses I've had bosses that are like, you know, like you did this for yourself or whatever. And I'm like, that's nice of you to say, but I know you don't feel that way. Like from your actions, I know that you don't necessarily feel that way yeah. uh, about me. People like to bestow employment here in uh, here in entertainment. What a gift! What a wonderful gift it is to uh, receive work. How nice! How nice! All right, let's have a look here. Should we look at the new nerdy Hollywood they have here, or new nerdy Why hobby they have nerdy? in Hollywood? <laughs> it's the new nerdy hobby. Why is this nerdy? Now, what do you think that this is about? Do you think this is about politics? 
Because I initially, when I saw this link, I thought it was like about house flipping. Like I thought it was literally oh. about HGTV style, like people in yeah, Hollywood that's, are buying houses. I thought houses. it was about flipping houses. No, this is about flipping the like house. HGTV. This is why it's so nerdy is because all the, this is like, this is such an obnoxious article. Oh, it's just, God. this is literally about like all the people here in LA and this is the, you know, the level of political involvement here in LA. This is like a whole article about the people who go to really expensive of fancy dinners and like you know uh, talk with the guys from pod save america and shit about you know how to flip the house and shit these are the people they're gonna lose it for us you know what i mean this is like by the way we are now like uh uh we are like seeing articles about like in hollywood there's a there's a nerdy new hobby flipping the house and then of course you remember in the uh 2016 election around this time it was when uh Hillary was having uh, um, private shows with Lin-Manuel Miranda and stuff like that. You know, we are at a time in this uh, uh, in this country when it seems like there's a lot of distrust of elites. And I think a lot of that is uh, deserved and earned, actually. I do think that uh, a lot of that is earned. Uh, but the reaction to that, the, the reaction, I think, to uh, um, the country being more divided than ever and there being a huge distrust of elites in this country, I don't necessarily think that the right strategy for uh, dealing with that uh, is more celebrity involvement in politics, more Hollywood involvement. I don't think that necessarily the right thing is more uh, Malibu fundraisers uh, for, you know, fucking John Ossoff or whatever. Man, I thought this was going to be an article about interior design. <laughs> you got fooled. I saw that picture and I was like, oh, damn. Like, I, you wonder, got I wonder what it looked like before. You like, got uh, fooled. I was like, oh, did she add like, <laughs> she add that tile herself? Did she, is it going to be about how you should hang no, the no, curtains no. at ceiling Kate height? was so excited. She was like, the new nerdy. Why do they call it nerdy? It's flipping houses. <laughs> like, flipping no, houses no, no. Is, flipping houses is cool. It's so nerdy. Hollywood's fervor for this year's midterm elections rivals that of recent presidential campaigns. Wow. Wow. I wonder why. So the, so basically what this art article is saying is like the grift is in like Hollywood folks are like shoveling over money to whichever political grifter will ask. Wow. That's what it seems like. That's what Fine. it seems like to me. Who's Andy Spawn? To find out who Andy Spawn, a political advisor to some of Hollywood's biggest donors. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Oh boy, what a cool guy! A strategic, strategic consulting firm. I mean, this just like, but uh, but the giving is causing concern among some Democratic strategists. Is he a political guy who, or a Hollywood guy? He's See that a political photo? guy. It's like a photo of the Hollywood sign from behind. Yeah, he's like he's man. Oh my god. Spawn, That's weird. Spawn works with a guy whose name is just one letter off from Goring, the the right. Nazi propagandist. Gone Ring Spawn and Associates specialized in our government relationships. Yeah, so it's just like this is like a like totally gross little like consultancy firm for uh, uh, for Hollywood people. They can't even get a high high res enough image. That's not their They can't image. even get a high-res enough image. image. They're just not. pulling these images, like, off of, like, Google search. I think he's, like, exploiting, like, children of color. This is... That looks that way to me. Oh, now they have a high-res there. Well, okay. Just on the main page, they don't have the high-res. 
Um, but the giving is causing concern among Democratic strategists who privately worry that the money is being splintered between individual candidates and resistance groups rather than the major party committees and PACs, limiting their ability to combat well-funded GOP groups. So that is really what's at the core of all of this is that like, the GOP like is better at spending money and they're better at raising money and they're out raising the Democrats like motherfuckers like wild. And that's because there is this whole there's this whole infrastructure of like grift on the left. There is just straight up grift going on on the left, like the, not the left, but the you know, the center left. Uh, uh, there are just all these groups that are about like them earning money for themselves and like building out all these things. And whereas on the right, it really does appear to me that they raise money very effectively to like put forward really fucked up and vile and negative policy. Like that, they straight up are putting the money directly toward that. On the Democrat side, it's like what you have to do is like donate to this group and this group like keeps like these like seven former Obama administration officials like on staff. And, you know, then they are paying out to this group that's run by like a Hillary guy or whatever. And then in the end, that, you know, filters down to we like, you know, advise to buy a single advertisement. Uh, in a, in a uh, swing state or something like that. The money just gets whittled and whittled away. Just gets whittled away so much. Okay, so who is this? Chies. Who's Chies? Bill Chies, the co-executive producer of the CBS drama Bull. So here's something. Here's something. Here's something. I think that people Something. who make television shows yeah. uh, make a lot of money, yeah. especially people who make network television shows make a whole lot of money, right? Absolutely. And I think that that makes them think that they're smart. Yeah. I think that when you're successful, uh, that makes you think that you're a smart person. Uh, I, I think that the the also the world makes you think that. Yeah, I mean, also especially... There's a lot of stuff out there that's like, well, rich people are smart. We've seen it with, with a noted dumb, dumb Elon Musk. Everyone yeah. thinks he's a genius. Truly stupid guy. But look, I also think that these showrunners and these people who make TV shows are in like a specifically weird and unique position where they're, I mean, I guess like Elon too, I guess everything is like everything. I shouldn't ever say that this stuff is so specifically about Hollywood. It's just what I have witnessed. I've witnessed Hollywood and I've been around the elites in Hollywood. And so these are the things I've witnessed. But I do think that people that run television shows think that they're like, unique one once in a lifetime geniuses when really you are the producer of the CBS drama bull what you are doing when you work on network television is your brain is at like just the precise IQ level yeah. that you can like identify with most people in America right that actually doesn't make you a genius in fact it makes you like a simple person kind of uh, uh, if you if the kind of art that you want to make appeals to the people that watch CBS, that doesn't make you a genius. That just makes you a uh, uh, a rich person. Uh, so anyway, they, rather than cutting a check to the Democratic Party, he's picking individual candidates. It's because this is fun. It's like Pokemon for these people, for these like rich TV people. They're uh, trading Pokemons and Pogs and shit. Um, anyway. Yeah, I got some Kate news. Yeah. Don't Donna Bojarski. I got to find out. I have to start learning about all the L.A. specific political consultants. That's what I got to do. Sure. That's what I got to do. I started following a new Instagram account. 
What's that? Do you want to click the link? Are sure. you done with this? Uh, never, but sure. Uh, uh, what's the Instagram? Oh, Diamond Baby. Okay. So this is a new thing in my life. Sometimes I'll follow uh, a new Instagram account and it'll become something I'm interested in. So what is this? Today I'm interested in Diamond Baby. This is Paris Hilton's very small dog. Um, oh. Sort of like not her most famous dog, but it's a. she just walked in a fashion show this past weekend with this dog. And I thought, damn, who's that dog? Look how small that dog is. Wow, it's a very small dog. Oh, it does look like Riley. It's our friend Alexis. It looks like uh, Riley, her dog. I have no beef with but Hayes, and I will listen smaller to this Riley. podcast. It's way smaller than Riley. Look how small that dog is. No, Riley's pretty small, too. I think that um, the dog walker takes most of these photos. Ah, okay. That's my theory. Because there's a lot of content on the gram. Only a few of the photos are with Paris. There's an interesting comment. Oh, that tiny dog needs some tiny sunglasses. I couldn't agree more. Let's uh, see if they, maybe they, it does have sunglasses. Yeah, maybe we can scroll through and see if there's any with uh, little tiny sunglasses on. does not appear uh, just off the top. They may she not has sunglasses. make them small enough. They maybe do not have them small enough. There's the dog. There's the dog. Okay, Kenny's better. I agree with everyone who says it's no yeah, Kenny. No, Kenny is Kenny better. Kenny is much, much Kenny better than Diamond famous. Baby. Kenny's not yes, famous. Kenny is famous. She has an emote on uh, Twitch. All right, well, she's small potatoes compared to Diamond Baby. There we go. I just sent there the, uh, the little Kenny emote. All Kenny's right. still in bed, right? She's still laying in bed? She's laying in bed. The dog doesn't wake up. The dog does not make uh, wake up uh, as early as she's us. She tired. doesn't wake up for the show. She doesn't wake up she's for the show. She's a tired girl. Kenny needs an Instagram, huh? Maybe. What about um, <clears throat> Julie Chen? What you have here? She uh, has taken a leave of absence. Oh, from the why talk. would that be? Um, I don't know. No reason. Les Moonwetvez's wife, Julie Chen, is taking a leave of absence from the talk. But that's so bizarre because, like. She earned being on the talk. Like, there's no way that she wouldn't have been on the talk if Les Moonves wasn't her husband. Oh, uh, uh. Like, through her own talent uh, and charm is why she was hosting the, the CBS show on the morning. So I just don't see why she would be, Maybe you she know, asked for a raise. It's so strange. It's like. Maybe she asked for like $20 million. The two things are definitely not connected, right? Like her hosting CBS's The Talk uh, and her being married to Les Moonves. Like, so you just figure that both things, because they're so completely separate and so completely obviously separate, you figure that they would just like soldier on separately. Uh, uh, I just think it's strange. I just think it's a little bit strange. Yeah, she was bad about. Uh, Janet. So Jackson. what did she say about Janet Jackson? She was like basically putting all the blame on Janet Jackson. Because didn't Les like try the... to like ruin Janet Jackson's yeah, career she tried or something? To ruin her career. She like lied. No, Les. Les tried to ruin her career. No, but Julie Chen also did. Like, oh, Julie really? Chen was out there like giving sound bites about how oh, like really? Janet Jackson did this on purpose and stuff. Wow. No, Les Moonves no is a majorly fucked up guy. Yeah. That article is unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That's just unbelievable. Uh, the uh, uh, <sighs> That article is truly some disgusting shit. Fucked up industry. The Super Bowl fucked up. Miami's are always um, one, mm, 
weekend is the Super Bowl, and the following weekend was the next weekend was the Grammys, and both Janet Jackson and conspiracy theorist were set to perform at the Grammys. Wow! And they were both told their camps were both told if you apologize, all you have to do is come out and apologize for what happened, and you'll be on the Grammys. The following week, one person apologized, one person didn't, and that following week. Justin Timberlake, who apologized, performed... It's also not true. Wow. Janet also, Jackson did apologize. Also, by the way... Uh, um, also, he took the thing off her boob. Ever since then, the NFL never... Also, this is just bizarre that they're like... Uh, uh, the way that it goes is that you perform at the NFL and then or at the Super Bowl, and then we reward you with an appearance at the Grammys. Uh, if you don't apologize, we get to choose whether or not you get to be there or not, because we're the, we're the teachers. We're the teachers, and we get to decide everything. That is so weird. It's just so weird to me that Julie Chen, the the just so talented, so charismatic, uh, um, politically intelligent uh, uh, host of the talk, is is taking a uh, is taking a leave of absence. I just think it's really strange. I don't. I don't see the connection. You don't see the between her and uh, the Les thing. I, I I don't think that there should be a connection. Just like with uh just like remember when during the twenty sixteen election when people were like, Hey, it's kinda weird how um Bill Clinton did like majorly fucked up stuff to women and uh and Hillary like covered for him and then everybody was like, You can't blame a wife for the things her husband does. Well, there's like some of that that's true. Like, I hope I can still get a job in Hollywood. <laughs> I know, but Kate what happened with Hillary and Bill is that Hillary went out there and was a part of it. No, and I know. Tried I to know. destroy Monica Lewinsky and stuff like that. I like, am a, you know, the co-host of the show. Tried to destroy all these people. Yeah, I, I just honestly think, I honestly think that, uh, I just think that um, perhaps it's a slightly different situation. Perhaps. It perhaps is. it's slightly perhaps different. Perhaps it is. Perhaps it's slightly different. If you ever different. did something to fuck with women, I would. It's still so totally different thing. Like if yeah, people people should not hold right you now. accountable for it, but whatever. Um. Okay. I got an. Another, wow. Uh, That's true love. That's yeah. true love. I got another Instagram. When post. did they get married? Did they get married before or after? Um. Les was asking his uh, assistant to suck his dick, oh and if God. she likes uh, if she likes powerful men and shit. The stuff in the Les thing is so like infuriating and fucked up truly is just a just like a truly awful man yeah. truly truly bad man and people like they get at me about like i'm like too mean on hollywood and stuff like that like i like the reason why i hate this industry and i do hate this industry and i do think this industry is really fucked up is because it's all run by men like les moonves all these like wretched boomer people you know, men mostly right now who have been in charge for the entirety of it's my true. life, if it's not true. longer. You know, they lived through the 80s and shit. They lived through the 90s when it was like looked at as a, when they all thought it was appropriate to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. This industry is still run by these people. It's still run by people who like think Les is like a cool guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 Fuck Les Moonves. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Me said about Oh, boy. Oh, let's, you want to look at the exclusive portraits of Leslie Moonves' lavish home theater? Are you serious? 
My lord. Are you fucking Shampoodler sending some stuff here. Good you, fucking uh, god. Fucking serious. Like this is it. This is actually Are you fu- We live in an aristocracy. Serious? We absolutely do. The thing with the the thing with the Les Moonves thing. Are the thing with the Les Moonves thing and I will I don't want to get so into it or whatever. Eat the rich. But such a big thing in the Les Moonves thing is that it is about power. It's about power with him. He asks the women like, "Do you like powerful men?" He like it's with his assistants and shit like that. Eat the rich. It's fucked up. It's class warfare is what it is. It is class warfare that uh, that, uh, we are in currently. We are currently in class warfare. We didn't start the fire. We need to get rid of these. Ah, we really do. We really need to eat the rich. Look at this shit. I hate this style of uh, interior decor that just is like soulless rich. Yeah. Like that. When you go, when you buy that house, you're like, this is a nice house, but can you just. Make it soulless and yeah. rich. Can you just make it look expensive? Can you just make it soulless and rich? Can you add the soulless rich bar stools? See the the nice leather bar stools, the one that are yeah. soulless and rich. Yeah, the ones that show I have no personality. Anyway, he's Wait. just like Mark Brazil. Mark Brazil and those guys are just like the new generation of these like totally fucking, just these like totally nothing rich people we have a such an awful crop of rich people and that's because we're like we live under capitalism and so we're like four generations in so we're now being like we have our lives like ruled of course that's also like represented in trump as well it's like we're rep- we're being represented by like the weak seed like third generation and that's not les that's not les but uh that's uh that's what that's who's next that's who's next I have some um, some more things. Fuck me, good God, Les Moonves. That's his starter lists his house. Malibu starter house. Oh, it's um only twelve point nine. Well, you know, Paul Allen paid a quirky twenty five million. What the fuck is a quirky twenty five million? What is? How is that quirky? Your mama's notes say they say in Variety. How is that quirky? Your mama's notes. In the summer of 2010, multi-billionaire Microsoft co-founder, multi-billionaire Paul Allen paid a quirky $25,067,500 for a big, boxy, and glassy contemporary house on Malibu's much-coveted and billionaire-lined Carbon Beach. The seller, in case any of y'all might care, was was apparel manufacturing mogul Charles Perez. What year was this written? 2014. This is how we were talking about rich people in 2014. I guess they still do in variety. A funny little. That's so adorkable. That's an adorkable 25 million. The adorkable 25 million dollars transferred by Paul Allen. Mr. Allen didn't like the way that the beach sounded. So Leslie Les Moonves and his 20 years younger wife, Julie Chen. It is so weird. We have to just, we're going to have to take a break here. And we are going to come back pretty soon with. We have to uh, walk the dog. Okay. So maybe we're going to take like a quite slightly longer break. Slightly longer break. Take here. like a fiver. Yeah. Maybe we take a, a, well, I can't really do a fiver. We'll just have to do the be right back. We're going to take Kenny for a walk. We'll and we will right be back, back very shortly with uh with Franklin the if resonator Lombardo Lombardo If anyone gets in the chat and is like where are Kate and Jack Just tell them we're walking the dog tell them and we're it won't be too much longer It won't be too much It's longer. not going to be that much longer So uh we'll be back shortly we're going to be back with uh Franklin the resonator Lombardo and uh uh stick around we'll be back shortly
We're back, everyone. We've walked the dog, and we now have on the line the one, the only host of Pillow Talk, uh, uh, co-host, I guess, sidekick of, of Bug Main TV. Uh, it's Franklin Lombardo on the line. Thank you for being here, Franklin. Yeah, can this one be for Hillary? Can we get this one? Can be for, oh, you want me to bring up the? Uh, I would love you want me to bring up the classic. Okay, hold on. Let me. Uh, I will do that. It'll just take a moment, but we are going to get it for Hillary here. Uh, uh, but what's going on otherwise? You know, I'm glad to be here on KDAM. Uh, you know, I look wow. at KDAM. You guys are like my morning parents in a lot of ways. Kate, Kate wants to like, you know, teach me how to make ice cream and show me cool dogs, and you're like. There's an earthquake in Peru. Eat your vegetables. There's a lot of, <laughs> lot of bad news out there. And it's, it's, you know. We really are like the good cop, bad cop. You really yeah. are. I, I, I used to uh, jokingly would say, oh, you guys are like Zach Shepard and Kristen Bell just to like fuck with you, but I never meant it. You guys are. <laughs> but it turned out to be true. <laughs> I don't know who's the good cop. I think that's just bad cop, bad cop there. <laughs> Allegedly, I don't want to get. I've never, I've never listened to their podcast. <laughs> no, they do Samsung commercials of uh, futuristic appliances. That's uh, that's all they do. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. But thanks for it's having fine. me. Of course. Thanks for and you know I'm going to throw up just one more time cuz I did it in the middle of when we were talking right there. Okay. I'm going to make this one for Hillary yeah. just one more time here. There we go. This is for Hillary. This one's for Hillary. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just um, glad to be on because I am your uh, only guest with the least amount of IMDb credits and I'm tr Yeah. I'm trying to get something on there. Uh, I was uh, a caller for the Big Help in uh, 94, I believe. I'm trying to and get you got that. on the air. What's up? And you got on the air? Yeah, I was trying to speak with Larissa Olenek from Alex Mack, and sure. I, I got Clarissa Explains It All's dad. But for those uh, that don't know, the big help, um, you got to pledge hours every time you call. So I kept calling, pledging yeah. eight hours, eight hours, and I accumulated like 72 hours just to right. eventually talk to... Marshall Darling, Clarissa's dad. Let me let me just let me pull up the ad because you know maybe yeah. we have some millennials in here. Maybe yeah. we have some of those people that were not millennials. You know, even lower Gen Z. Right. We're millennials. Uh, well, uh, I, I'm a younger millennial than you guys, and she doesn't even remember I don't it that remember well. Oh, uh, so bring this. up. You sent me an ad for the big help. Yeah, and I think it's a pretty inspiring ad. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you're not going to be able to hear it. I'm just gonna I'm gonna play it for everyone. All right, let, let me know, know when it's when, done. Uh, uh, when, we're, when we're done here, so here we go. <laughs> You started with a phone call. Five million phone calls. Wow. You pledged your time. 31 million hours of time. Then you started putting those hours into action. Look at how all those kids helping. Kids can do. <laughs> kids are proving that by helping, they can make a difference in the world. They some of the best oh, news shit. we've heard in a long time. They so don't see it. You know what? We're starting. All right. Everybody, sorry. It's okay. Let's it over one more time. phone call. Five million phone calls. You pledged your time. 31 million hours of time. Then you started putting those hours into action. Showing They're like the making world popcorn kids or something? <laughs> kids are proving that by helping, they can make a difference in the world. They some of the best news we've heard in a long time. So here's a big thanks. And now it's up to you to keep the big help Now it's big. up to you. You made a pledge. You made it big. And you're making it happen. All right, so that that's the big help the big for everyone yeah. who wasn't aware of the big help. So, yeah. so you called in. This was what year would this have been when you I were? Might have been ninety four, uh, ninety five. 
94.95. Okay, so grade. you are so you're a young young man trying to get through to speak to Larissa Olenek. Alex Mack, yeah. Uh, uh, Alex Mack herself. Yeah. You know, my father worked on the the Alex Mack show. This is the second time. This is the second show this uh, episode. Yeah, you got a dad mention VFX. You know, I got a dad mention in there for the VFX. Papa uh, Allison uh, kicking my, ass. My, my father. Daddy. My father not only did the wand zaps on uh, Wizards, Wizards of, of Waverly, Waverly place, place, but he also did the finger zaps nice. on uh, Alex Mack. So uh, and anti wand, by the way, as well. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You know. Yeah. It, it, it's an anti wand show. <laughs> well, it wands wands like I think they kind of teach kids that they should be using weapons, and so no yeah. wands, no, no wands. wands, keep yeah. wands out of the hands of uh, kids. I got uh, a bad so joke. Anyway, sorry. I got a bad joke. I'm sorry. Okay, I was inspired go by the, ahead. I was inspired by that Trump guy who had like the five minute Trump joke about uh about yeah what's his face uh his, what do you mean his son Bort I forgot his son's name Baron that great Baron joke yes yes no. Okay, uh, sure. You guys are no Juan into Donald Trump. This is like a George Lopez. He's he's no Juan. He's uh, he doesn't like the Juans coming in there. Sorry, had to. Not oh, it's be a done. no Juan. It's, it's a no Juan zone in the U.S. So it's with like Trump. we we are in the Juan free zone. Yeah, but Trump, our our orange president, sorry. our 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 orange buffoonish president would prefer if it was a Juan free zone. That would have been that's my. A, that's what our. That would have been my contribution to the endless poker table scene, and uh, <laughs> that would have been it. <laughs> so, in complicated, big yeah. hands, orange man, tiny well, maybe, hands, maybe orange we'll, man. Well, uh, maybe maybe we'll be able to. Uh, maybe someday we will uh, uh, be able to do another one of those uh, uh, poker scenes. Yeah, so the folks at Viewboo uh, uh, come to their senses and uh, get back in touch with Craig. No, they're they're post comedy over at Viewboo. <laughs> yeah, so we're not. I, well, we'll see. I mean, but I, but complicated was kind of a post comedy thing. You know what Definitely. I mean? Like it is kind of of like more of like a serious kind of uh, show than uh, you know the kind of shit. That yeah, he moved to Echo Park. Yeah, he moved to Echo Park. <laughs> hey, uh, so sorry, so sorry, Franklin. No, no. Uh, we were you were trying to get through to Larissa Olenek. Yeah, who, the big uh, help. Famously, my father made her melt. Uh, <laughs> my father did not do the Capri Sun ads, although you know one could argue that they were probably pretty he- heavily inspired. Definitely, by my father's yeah. you know, groundbreaking work. He has influence. Then, like you could really yes. say he's, he's had some influence on some '90s commercial style stuff. I, I really absolutely legitimately respect that. Wow. So Thank you very, very much. I, I look at the big help. Thank you. <laughs> I look at it like I, I've coined a term, so everybody knows the perfect nut, but this is what I call the perfect crime, a term I've yeah. coined, that <laughs> I pledged all these hours, and I don't yeah. have to do them. You know, my sister right. was trying to scare me. Oh, you called in. You know, all this guy had to say to Clarissa's dad, oh, uh, sport, you must really love Doug if you called in so much. And I'm like, ha-ha, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, wasn't trying to get to you, old man. And it wasn't even on TV, <laughs> though. That's, that might be why. He was just uh, a panel guy behind some phone lines. Right. So, yeah. Uh, maybe I don't have Hey, what do you think that was on. like? I'm, I'm trying to think about what it was like to. Uh, who's the actor who played uh, Clarissa's dad? Uh, uh, who must have been Joe O'Connor. Joe O'Connor, it looks like, was Marshall Darling. He was in I wonder the, what, was, what it was like for uh, Joe O'Connor in. Nineteen ninety four to uh, take a bunch of a- uh, phone calls from children, <laughs> uh, pledging amount of hours. Well, you normally like get a recording, <laughs> so if you're lucky, you oh, get okay. through to one of them. If you're lucky, you get like an add a boy, hey, add a boy, good job, you know. That's so that's what right. I got from him. 
But uh, I so don't know. It's just know. a recording from, from Joe O'Connor saying, like, thanks, kid, for <laughs> no, the no. hours. I spoke to that man. I spoke to Marshall okay. Darling. Okay. You can't, right. you can't take this away from me. And I, and I got away <laughs> with the perfect crime. So, like, what, what right. can I tell you? You know, I'm pretty proud of myself. But you, have, you, you have two criminals, right? Well, one, I don't want you to get in trouble at any point, Jack. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not going to jail. Good. Good, good, Sorry, good. I thought he was dead. I guess he's not dead. He's not dead. You know, I'm not going to jail, and Clarissa's father is still with us. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Is I mean, he on a payment plan. I mean, <laughs> Rest is that in something? Peace, Joe O'Connor. <laughs> no, Joe's good. Joe's all good. Is that something we now ask? Has he passed every time? Is that is that what we're going to ask every time? Has he passed? Has he passed? Because no, didn't. Because didn't Alex Mack... Ask- well, so then, then, yeah, this is a true story. I, I, I'm like, we're all referencing something that I haven't even told yeah. to the audience here yet. Right. But, uh, right. uh, so my father worked on the Alex Mack show. Oh, show I met Larissa Olenek when I was like a little kid. I was like an extra in one of the episodes of Alex Mack or something. But then I ran into Larissa again, like recently. In the Where last, were like, you? I was at a wedding. We were at a wedding for uh, uh, Matt Kowalik yep. and, uh, uh, and his uh, wife, Chrissy Kowalik, I guess. Is, is the last name still Kowalik? I don't know. Wall, maybe. Uh, uh, anyway, so uh, uh, we were at this wedding, and I was in line. I guess Chrissy's, like, friends with Larissa Olenek. Like, I guess she hangs around with some uh, of the, you know, people in the sort of comedy scene. Yeah. And so I ran into Larissa Olenek in line for the restroom at, uh, at this wedding. And so I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, hey, so... This is like odd, but I, uh, my father worked on your show when I was a little kid, and he did all the uh, special effects of you know you melting and zapping and stuff. And she remembered my dad. She's like, "Oh my god!" Like John Allison, like you're John Allison's <laughs> kid. And I was like, "Yeah," and she's like, "Oh my god, has he passed?" God, like, god, hell of a like first- actually. You know, no, my father hasn't passed. Has he passed? I, I, maybe she was trying to avoid the awkward question of how is he doing lately, and then you, yeah. cause you, you get sometimes that answer. You don't, you don't but want. But like, to he's get. not that. He's not that old. So as a, he's yeah. not that old. I don't know. I don't know if uh, I'm a third. To those in the cl- in the in the chat room asking, I am regrettably a third. You want to go ahead and show that. You want to show Don't that? Don't show that. Oh, you can't? Oh, because you're... You're going to get your fucking identity stolen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> My name is John Frederick Allison the third. That's art. You flashed it already. Now no, you have I to didn't. pull this episode. No, I don't. I'm actually a fifth, by the way. I'm actually... You fifth. are? Yes, I am. I am a fifth, so... There's four other Franklin Lombardo. They're not very creative. Well, you know... Franklin Lombardo is not my government name, you know. It's a, it's a whole witness protection story, but I kept it after the uh, the guy who threatened my family passed away. So I just held mm. on to it. So I, you know, it's not my government name, but I've held on to it. You know, don't want to yeah. elaborate much more we on that. We can't really, we can't, we can't really like uh, get into what your uh, what your real name is. Yeah, no, that, it doesn't matter, you know. But uh, regardless, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm going to New York tomorrow, and you know, it, it's kind of a you know. Tragic, you know. What are you headed to New York for? Uh, I'm visiting my sister. She's paying for it because I'm very poor right now. But uh, nice. Yeah, so I'm just going there. Uh, also, I'm mostly scouting for Gunther. Uh, I don't know if people know about this. I, I wrote a script for a series based off. I have seen some stuff about this. Yeah, based off my favorite character from Friends, Gunther, the uh, barista that loved Rachel. So, so what is this? This is a. Is this a? Is this a? Um, 
Is this like a spec? Is this a spec or are you in talks or so what's the deal with the Gunther? Where, where's the Gunther spinoff so at at this time? The negotiations right now are, are at a standstill right now. I have spoken yeah. with James Michael Tyler, the actor who played Gunther. On, oh, really? Yes. He said that's exciting. He said, just use CGI, man. I don't care. So I know he's playing hardball. I know how this works. I know I, I got yeah. an idea, you know, how it works. But uh, I'm pitching a tagline. He'll come around. Yeah. He'll come around. Yeah, I think he will. People love Gunther, he's gonna, too. He's going to see how good of a job you're doing, and he'll come around. Yeah. yeah. And if not, we can just do deep fakes. We can deep fake the whole thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Jack Jack knows how to do that. Oh, I can, wow. I can help you out with the deep faking, for sure. Wow. So he I've might have cornered I've seen him do it. Jesus. I'm excited now. But so I thought, you know, you know, after 9-11, like, there's three, th you know, two things happened with two major uh, New York-based sitcoms, Friends sure. and How I Met Your Mother. And Friends taught us how to laugh again. Uh, yes, how I Met Your Mother taught us how to love again. And now Gunther is going to teach us how to live again in New York City. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. That's so great. I feel That's like it great, comes actually. all full circle with Gunther being yeah. there, you know. It's, it's, is it because yeah. Java gives you life? I'm sorry? Oh, yeah. You know, I actually have a theme song I can sing for you guys. For, you know. Please do. This, hey, let's hear it. This is an exclusive. I've never, you know, I, I released two lines from it uh, on Twitter, but here you go. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not much of a singer, so, you know, it, I wish I should have emailed the lyrics to Kate, but. We'll be forgiving. Okay. Making my morning, Joe. Everyone's on the go. I've got a lot to offer. But love just isn't there. I'm Gunther. My hair's as bright as the sun. I'm Gunther. Making coffee for everyone. I'm Gunther. And she's the only one. I hope That's that Rachel. she notices me when she's not with her friends. Oh. Big wink. Dun, da, 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 yeah. It'd be like a piano. That's doing great. It, you know. So like maybe at the end of it, you show it's like Gunther. He's standing at his his barista machine. Yeah, and she's the back he of her looks head. Looks out the window. He's looking out the window. Oh, the window. And maybe we see <laughs> all the friends dancing around the fountain outside. <gasps> yes. So he's like, oh, I wish he was with her friends. And he's Guys. like looking listlessly out the window where they're also having their things. Oh. Well. <laughs> they're, by the, they're by the fountain. They're yes, the they're out there at the fountain. The fountain that I went to yesterday. No, oh, you're really? at the French fountain? Okay, I'm going to put... You I'm, really did? I'm going to post a pic... I'm going to post a picture on this show, Doctor. Wow, this no. is amazing. See, there's what? Well, this is a... This Go is a the, new it's breaking on my Twitter. story. It's a, no, yeah, it's right there. Oh my God! Here it is, everybody. Oh this my is a new God! Breaking story right I here. I went to the Friends Fountain. This is yesterday. Kate actually at the Friends <laughs> Fountain with her new yellow shoes. That is so incredible. So we can this happen. <laughs> that is. Why don't you jump in the fountain? Why don't you go in it and I do the whole thing? There has to be a sign. My new yellow shoes. First is, of all, is my, there a plaque? <laughs> no. Is there a Matthew no, Perry? No, but I statue? I checked that it was the right fountain because I searched where the fountain is, and there were two things. One said that it was based on a fountain no. in like New York. I was like, no, that's not the one. <laughs> and then the second one said it was at the Warner Brothers Ranch. Well, guess what? I was at the Warner Brothers Ranch. That is where I go to sometimes have work meetings. 
No way. Uh, Kate went there for a work meeting just yesterday. I'm going for a work meeting today. Sometimes you go to these work meetings. Well, my work meeting was I actually got, work. I got right. paid. For it was it. actually work. I okay. Getting paid for mine. Well, I'm not getting paid any kind of money. That's for mine. Um, uh, but I my my shoes were like we got to do a photo shoot. I didn't want to do the photo shoot, but my shoes have a mind of their own. You so do that. so Franklin, you're head when are you headed off to New York? Heading out tomorrow, you know. So. Tomorrow, I'm very excited. So let me, you know, that's that's the city that never sleeps. That's that's what are they call the big Central little city, Park? the Big Apple. <laughs> are what what's what are the plans? What what are the plans for a Franklin Lombardo in the biggest little city in the world? Uh, I mean, I, I really have about a few people I, I hit up there. It's really, you know. I mean, I don't want to come off like a horn dog. This is a family-friendly show. I just got to sure, sure. run through a list, and, like, whoever wants to hang out, that, that's, what it, that's what it is, you know? It's, uh, Are you going there for sex tourism? Uh, no, no, uh, y- yes, essentially. Uh, you know, I've burned so many bridges out here in here Miami. Uh, oh. Yeah. Not burned bridges. I'm not a jerk, you know? It's just, it's just easier out there for me. Just, Franklin's a winner in New York. Here, he's something of a... A punching bag for his doofus uncle, but don't want to talk about him either. How are things? I mean, you know, sorry to get into no, it, then, but how are things with uh, <laughs> with uh, Howard? Uh, Franklin co-hosts a podcast with his uncle Howard, who I believe you're currently living with out yes. there in, in Florida, right? Yeah, you know, he's he's a boomer, but he's he's starting to become woke. He's discovered he's pansexual. Oh, nice. You know, it's a process. It sounds like a canceled MTV show, actually. Uh, you know, a teenager helping his uh lame uncle become woke but you know we talk a lot about you know you know old like 2000s pop culture i feel like there's not yeah. a market for that nobody's exploring things that happened in the 2000s we just kind of forget pop, about it pop culture cop, pop culture died in 2009 oh do you, know, you think? Do, you, do you know that site no i don't that, i don't it's in a whole account that's a whole uh Instagram account. I got to uh, see this then, yeah. About about 2000s pop culture. Wow. I think, yeah. Un- you know, unbelievable. Smartphones click it, click it. But, uh, we, we, you got you to gotta check this out. Yeah. Uh, we talk about things like when Dog the Bounty Hunter uh, just randomly said as his punishment for dropping the N-bomb, like, I want to be buried with the slaves of George Washington. So we <laughs> think that people just rushed over. How is that, like, how is that a punishment? That's that's not. In what world is that a punishment? That's that's weird. That's a very weird request that we just we just passed over. We forgot about it. We don't talk about yeah. it. And Look, we don't talk about there's it. There's Kim Kardashian's MySpace page. Oh, oh nice. This is pretty pretty wild, actually. That's got to be a treasure trove of like some that's 41 sad. type guys. An- you know. Angelina versus Gollum. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Angelina is a monster. She's Gollum, Jen tells friends. An insider says Jen's come up with a special name for that woman who got her man. And they're comparing, literally, this is a a magazine that's comparing uh, Gollum's hands with Angelina's hands. Jesus Christ. Good God. Right. So, that, that, that was the 2000s. That was there life. That, that was it. You know, we didn't. You know, the smart. We didn't have a like a decided social medium. You know, smartphones still kind of new. You People could, you could buy Britney's hair. Look, you could buy Britney's hair. Buy Britney's hair. Dot com. Uh, no, things were different. Yeah, things were different it, back in 09. It was a it was a weird period of transition. I feel like you know, even having just gone through it, it was just kind of a weird haze where. Well, you know, we are now, we're at the 17-year anniversary of that fateful day, 9-11, and you could almost wonder if 
a decade, you know, seeming so confused and so strange and surreal. You almost wonder if that's because like a nation's mind broke uh, yeah. after like its entire estimation of itself was upended uh, before uh, our very eyes. Right. Uh, it's it almost like this is like a nation that like was, you know, came out of the like opulent 80s into the like kind of like do nothing lazy 90s mm-hmm. and then was shaken right out of that by uh watching Godzilla happen on television. Right. We just like watched Godzilla happen one day. Uh and so yeah, that fucked everything up. That that made us all pretty nasty and fucking weird. Then we got like a decade of like dark, desaturated movies about torture and uh What were some of the big movies around about- uh I mean like two thousand two thousand two, I shouldn't say two thousand one. Because two thousand one had a a Mark Wahlberg Jennifer Aniston movie that was uh, right. Four days before nine eleven, like called them like rock star or something like that was. Well, you know the movie that came out on the day of nine eleven is Glitter. Oh, uh, right. the Mariah Carey movie Glitter came out, I believe, on September eleventh, two thousand and one. Hey, look at the release date. Trying to find it the here. Search release. Go to the IMDb page. Just I just that's crazy. Does uh, uh, so she blame nine yeah, eleven? Oh, no. It was like, September. It was September twenty first, two thousand one. So it was like the movie right after nine eleven came Jesus. out. Jesus. Does she blame yeah. it because like for like the bad reviews? Because Bruce Willis, I mean not Bruce Willis, but the people who made the Death Wish remake are like, well, if Parkland yeah. didn't happen, you know, the day of the movie release, you know, we would have done better buy rates, you know, like, like so like Death Wish remake kind of pseudo blames Parkland shooting for uh yeah for the bad turnout of the Death Wish remake. That had to be it, right? What else could it be? Here's oh a. Oh my god. Here's the goddamn. This is a picture from no. the Wikipedia. There's the uh, World Trade Center uh, falling oh, no. behind, uh, as burning uh, behind a uh, poster for the glitter. No. Oh, <laughs> you can God. see a bus ad for Good glitter, God. and in the background, the, um, uh, the World Trade Center oh, is uh, I, I actually, I remember going to New York uh, the summer before 9-11 with my parents, because uh, my dad's from New York, and uh, we... So I remember, like, specifically seeing glitter ads in the subway. Oh, my God. If I would have known, I would have taken so many ridiculous movie ads throughout the time. And just, I mean, people saw, like, a Seinfeld bus bench on eBay or, like, a subway Wait. ad. Like, I'm a yeah. big fan of any God. kind of promo stuff, man. I'm always looking up uh, movie premieres, you know, and the photos that take oh, yeah. place from there. Because it's just the most absurd thing of like an actor standing behind the poster and this forced smile. It's just, it's just so sad. If you look up, I mean, it is great in like yeah. the the way that people were dressed in the '90s and stuff too, where it's like like Justin Timberlake in a see through T shirt and like <laughs> gigantically large jeans, like uh, like in front of a poster for something. It's really unbelievable. Yeah, I, I should say in an interview in 2010. This is from the Wikipedia. In an interview in 2010, Carrie stated that she believes that the film's failure at the box office was largely due to the soundtrack's release date being September 11, 2001, <laughs> the same wow. day as the terrorist attacks on the World. Trade Center in the Pentagon. We didn't she know said, how to listen here, to music anymore. We didn't know. It's true. She, she said, here's the thing that a lot of people don't know about. That movie was released on September 11th, 2001. 
Could there be a worse day for that movie to come out? I don't even know that that many people saw the movie, is what she said. Is she trying to channel Matthew Perry? Could there be any worse of a day for this movie to come out? <laughs> it was. <laughs> it's a good homage, Mariah. All right. I respect Could there that. Be? <laughs> well, much respect, you know. I mean, I hope she makes another one. All I remember, I mean, I remember a lot about 9 11. Uh, I guess I was just kind of kind of a shitty, not a shitty guy, but, like, the first thing I did when I got home was ask out this girl, like, yo, so, you know, like, kind of, you know, the world's kind of ending or whatever, like, some girl had a boyfriend, so it was just a horrible move on oh. my part. I was trying to independent <laughs> date her. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you recall the scene where, like, the guy's trying to, like, get his girlfriend to have sex, and he's like, you know, the aliens are coming, so, uh, you know. The aliens are coming? I guess I should, too. It was something like that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I was trying to use uh, tragedy to my advantage, and I, I don't feel. I do uh, remember. I straight up remember that. Like, I do remember on that day, and now we're remembering our nine eleven memories. I remember that, like, that a lot of the news sites like went down. Like, a lot of the sites were like uh-oh. fucked up, and you couldn't get them to load. And then even like today, it's like the CNN page, all these ones. Like, that's not where you're getting like the real like mainline like news as it's happening or whatever that's where you get like the cleaned up mm-hmm. like, nice news or whatever yeah so i remember straight up that like on 9-11 where i was getting my news was from like styleproject.com wow which, i don't know style project it's What's like a that? gross it's like a gross out slash like porno website <laughs> but they were like but they had like all the images and like because it was just like an underground like website or whatever right. so like i was wow. like on style project like reading about 9-11 and like I also remember straight up that the first time I saw a 9-11 Photoshop, the first time I saw the stave puffed marshmallow man no. photoshopped into actual 9-11 imagery was on no. 9-11. Was that no. day. I remember that it was that day Jesus. in the late afternoon evening Yikes. that I saw my first uh stave puffed marshmallow man. No. Photoshop. I think that was like the day that that moment you could pinpoint was like the moment we broke. <laughs> I mean, I do think like I'm like I don't know. I like, do think it was like break when that. I don't know that it that we broke, but I do think it was like reflective of you know how we find news today like now yeah. we're all on twitter like everybody just goes like right. goes without saying that like something breaks and you're like i'll turn on cnn but like i'm gonna like be refreshing twitter like crazy it's like we just know now that corporate news is not where you get the like actually breaking stuff and back in the day i had to go to fucking just something awful like crash something awful crashed on 9-11 what? too much traffic and so style style was wow. still up and posting shit See, i wasn't online that day because uh, I went to school. Yeah, I um, ditched. Oh, you, I know. I went to school as well, oh, like a nerd. Everybody's going school. home. They made us like do a journal entry about it, which I wish I could find. Because I, I remember like I didn't know what happened, so I was just making it up. And I was like, there was a guy with a bomb in the building. Yeah. I was just, I was, um, anyway, uh, yeah. But I, I watched it on TV. Do you I still think. have your the piece that you wrote on? Pro- probably somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never tell. It what might my... be in our garage. I have a bunch of my old childhood writing. Someone in the chat asked what my something awful handle was, and that's something I'll never reveal. <laughs> I actually do still believe in the anonymity of the internet and wow. the places where I haven't used my real name. I shan't use my real name. Keep Smart it man. I shannot be. I well, I shannot be using it. Have you seen that documentary? That's like all the found footage from 9-11 no it's like really oh, it's bad the ones with the guy scaling it. down who tried to scale down and then fell Jeez. Like, it's just like it's, they, 
They combined like all these people's home video footage of 9-11. Good God. And they do it. They basically take you through. It's called something, something minutes or, or something. But it goes from the moment that it starts, like the moment the, the first tower is hit till the second tower has fallen. And like some person strung all this footage together and it's like extremely effective. Wow. Um, uh, it's wow. like hard to get through because it's very emotional. Like difficult day, but it's on YouTube. I watched it one day. Yeah, Moby also on I, TV. Uh, he went he went step by step to uh, reenact everything that was going on. I think it was his birthday or the night before. His birthday was nine eleven. Moby, uh, the bald artist. Moby. Yeah. Moby went through all, everything that like, happened to him on nine eleven. Yeah, he's like, oh, he says, like, I went to my rooftop and he's like, oh no, oh, this is terrible. I can't believe this <laughs> happening. And I'm just like, dude, this is not about you, man. And then like years later, he's like, he's like, New Yorkers are over nine eleven. It's everybody else who just can't stop talking about it. It's like oh, that is oh, so funny. Jesus Christ, that is man. so weird. I think I did find this. It's Isn't called he, Life After Nine Eleven. He's like one, a Scientologist. He is a Scientologist. Yeah, he yeah. sucks. I mean, not and me. he also appeared in uh, the you know, Holy Shit, You've Got to Vote. Oh right, he did. He did video. <laughs> and he shamed poor people to not eat meat. You know, so <laughs> really. Oh yeah, that so, was so bad. Not a good man, that, that Moby. So one of my yeah, teachers, Moby, fucked up guy. When my when nine eleven happened, the my second I was in second period, and I guess my teacher just thought, oh wow, why are they flying so low and trying to go between the buildings? So I initially thought the pilot, because my idiot teacher was just like, oh, I guess they're just trying to go between the buildings, and you know had a had a mishap. So like the first few hours, I just thought this isn't an attack. This is just a really bad pilot, you know. So yeah, not, not fun. Not a fun day at hey. all. Who's the guy on the league? That shit is so funny. So uh, Patrick Zizi. Gray just posted. Uh, Ran Azizi. Ran Azizi. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. This that guy. is the funniest shit this of all time. Still, this is still the funniest thing. Why did he do this? Why did he, he lie about this? being in 9-11? Ran Azizi, in an there. interview in 2009, he described working at Merrill Lynch as an account manager in the South Tower. I worked oh, on the 54th God. floor of the second tower. Ran Azizi says, I was there. The first tower got hit, and we got jostled all over the place. There I was, inside the what? building as they were... <laughs> <laughs> then the Port Authority came on the loudspeaker. Explosion in Tower 1. Things are being... This is like the guy from the League saying this right now. this uh, up. He was not Why did he make this up? Why did he... Hey, let's hear. Let's just read the apology. As a young man, I made a mistake that I deeply regret, and for which apologies may still not be enough. After I moved with my wife to Los Angeles from New York City in 2001 after 9-11, I told people that I was in one of the World Trade Center towers on 9-11. It wasn't true. I was in Manhattan, but working in a building in Midtown, and I was not at the World Trade Center he on that day. He got so specific. I don't know why I said this. This is inexcusable. He's a really still, strange guy. He still says, I, but you know what? I was really close. He still implies. <laughs> yeah. I was pretty close. Like, like, I, I it might was as well still scary. <laughs> yeah, no. I was like pretty much there. It's I was pretty the much same. there. No, it, it is not. Oh, God. He had some yeah. audacity. I, I can't. That is so fucking that is really, weird. There's a documentary uh, uh, called The Woman Who Wasn't There. That's a really. Oh, yeah. oh is it about Julie from the real world? No. <laughs> she missed her flight. She missed her flight and Cyrus. Oh. Cyrus. Like so did Seth McFarlane. What's up? Yeah, so Seth, Seth McFarlane, McFarlane did too. Yeah. She Julie. Did missed, you know that? What's up? You knew that, right? Seth McFarlane also oh. missed the nine eleven flight. Well, he was gonna be on one of those planes geez. too. 
Well, you know. Sorry, so what were you going to say about the... No, uh, no, I was just saying, you know, Julie, you know, she missed her flight and Cyrus called her in panic. You guys know Cyrus in the real world? You know the challenges? I'm, I'm not a real world. No, I don't, but I'll look guys up, killing yeah. me, man. Well, regardless, <laughs> uh, it'd, it'd be a bigger deal if you guys knew Julie and Cyrus then, but I guess Seth MacFarlane, uh, sadly, Trump... Well, we'll them. catch up. Yeah. We'll catch up. Catch we'll up catch on the up. real world. Revisit it. I'm sure yeah. it holds up we'll great. Up. Anyway, the woman who wasn't there is like a documentary about like an Aranazizi type. It's this woman, uh, Alicia Head, who like claimed to have been in the World Trade Center and like claimed to have been like rescued from the World Trade Center. And she just was not there. She was not there at the World Trade Center. But the interesting thing about her is she became like the head of like the survivors group. She like did a ton of work for all the survivors. Like, but she just was not telling the truth about being there. Well, she's still doing good. I, I mean, I, I mean, obviously she should be you know, ashamed, but there's there. It also needs to be recognized. I mean, right? Yeah. Like, it can't be completely dismissed. You know. Well, she was kind of like she was kind of like uh, what's the fuck is her name? She's like Rachel Dolezal for being oh, right, 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 yeah, survivor. I guess another. Like, yeah. She was a like big helpful person. She was a big help, a big helpful person. <laughs> you know, uh, you shaming me here? Are you, is no, this no, coming no, around no. to shame me for my big help? Well, I do think I do think Franklin, honestly, that you you know you did donate that time. And, you know, have you do you think that since that time you have helped for 72 hours total combined? And if not, would you think perhaps would you think perhaps uh, uh, um, sorry, uh, uh, would you think perhaps that maybe you should finally do it? Hey, maybe you could help uh, vote our Kate. What's up? Jack the vote. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the ja- I feel like Big Help may, may have inspired uh, young Jack. I mean, I'll sign yeah. up on there, uh, you know, under a real email this time, I guess. Uh, yeah. I guess I can sign up. Uh, how many does that get me? Like 71 hours at least? How many? Uh, well, I mean, we, how many hours can you, you give do? me here, Jack? I need hours, man. <laughs> you need hours. You need to fill hours. Hey, you need to fill hours. Jack, you might be doing uh, some community service soon. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, well, there's a couple little updates on my thing. Well, anyway, uh, uh, Franklin, I'm going to get in touch with you. Yeah. Um, I think that maybe you could you could help out and maybe kill, maybe knock out some of those hours, too, yes. uh, by um, if I give you access to the vote, Jack the Vote account, and you help me uh, send the registration information to some of these people, because uh, it's a pain in my ass. It takes too long. <laughs> so uh, maybe we'll get you set up over there, and you can knock out two at once. Maybe you can get Marshall Darling oh. for that, because I am going to be busy. So you better ask no, okay, that. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I mean, All right. I would love to, <laughs> but look, I got away with what I call the perfect crime. You know? Yeah. So why well, uh, why do why commit why help now? I, I got away. You know, we hope that it won't. We hope I, I just hope that it doesn't catch up. With you, Franklin. <laughs> you know, you're, you're a wild guy. You do a lot of, uh, you know, you're on here just openly flaunting that you uh, uh, have, you know, you actually created. You did perjury what you did. You perjured yourself to Clarissa's dad. Oath. He perjured himself to Clarissa's dad. To Joe O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Joe O'Connor is not. A court of law. That's a that's a verbal agreement when you call in for the big help. Under that's oath a v- means verbal agreement. Oh no! I don't know that it does, and I'm a legal expert. That's uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's Jack. It's, you're going to jail. It's very good talking to you. Yeah, Frank, and, uh, yeah. Likewise, uh, everybody should check out the uh, the the Pillow Talk podcast. I do oh, think it's really hey, funny. You should have me on the podcast. Uh, someday, damn but... right, we'll have you on the podcast. We'll arrange things soon. You know, after I come back from New York, I mean, we definitely need some pop culture experts for sure, Kate. 
Yeah. I'm an expert. Awesome. Um, you got it. That's awesome. Well, uh, uh, is there anything else you'd like to promote while you're here uh, uh, before uh, before we let you go? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask you one question. Who would you have for an RNC fight song, both both of you? <laughs> who would I have for an RNC I, fight song? I have song? Rob Lowe. That's my pick. You know. Oh, who would you who would you put in the video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were even like saying a, like what a, song would you do? Is Rob Lowe a Republican? He's closeted Republican. He feels like he, yeah, he probably is a Republican. No, I mean, it would be all men. It would be all white men. It would be like it would be all white men. It would be of course like, you got Chris Pratt in there. Oh yeah, like Kanye, Kanye would be there. Kanye would do it Kanye actually. Be, He'd be the only black person. I think John Boyd singing like a small boat. <laughs> yeah, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn would be in there. That's a good pick, Kate. <laughs> Who's your pick, Kate? Before I go, uh, maybe uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, yeah, Caitlyn Jenner one. would be a really good, good pick one. for it. All right, and guys. what would they be singing? Would it be fight song or would they be singing like? Uh, <laughs> she would sing. Accidental um, racist. Well, the thing is that it's like it's she like would sing fight funny. song. Caitlyn Jenner would sing fight. Yeah. I think it's like I think it's like so the re- you have to you have to look you have to look through this holistically because the reason why they picked fight song is because the campaign was run by like Chris Kelly well, and all they these people. Do look what you made me do. Well, I think actually you're looking at it the wrong way. I really do because you're looking at they chose fight song because they're a bunch of sort of like young Brooklyn New York centrist uh, uh, millennials True. and they're like we love Pitch Perfect and so does ah, everybody else. Right, right, right. So you have to look at who would be running the campaign for mm-hmm. these things. Yeah. So I. I actually think that the fight, fight song, song wasn't a pitch perfect song. Yeah, but the reason why they picked it is because they're like the reason why they did that whole ad is because they're pitch perfect fans. Wow. I know that. I mean, it is. If you do you want to argue that the Hillary Clinton campaign was not way too influenced by the movie Pitch Perfect? <laughs> oh, you're right. Okay. You're definitely right. So in, in the RNC one, I think it would be something like Motorin. Or something oh like yeah. That. Because you have to look at like who would be picking the song, and it's like these guys like Dan Scavino and Dan Bongino and shit. Oh, I like, know what song it would be. I know what song what? it would be. Woke up this morning. Yeah, the Sopranos yeah. theme song. <laughs> yeah, well done. Well done, guys. That's pretty funny. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. We got it worked out. Yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, Franklin. Yeah. Good to talk got to you. Myself. Good. All right. Talk to you later, buddy. That was fun. It's good to talk to Franklin. Funny guy. Funny guy. Um. What were we, weren't we about to say something about Jack the Vote or no? Uh, I am going to have a, a a new commercial up for Jack the Vote on Friday, I think, at, at the very least on uh, uh, on Friday. Hopefully earlier I'll get it done. I wanted to get it done by today, but I did like four streams yesterday and I didn't have any fucking time. I shouldn't do that many streams. Oh, you might be going day. to jail, Jack. Ah, uh, yes. I'm not going to jail. Well, I'm not going to jail, there's but an option to do community service. In the ongoing... Is Jack going to jail because he hasn't? There's taken a new care reason Jack's going to jail. Of the various things in his life. There's a new reason Jack's going to jail. My license is currently suspended as of uh, this particular moment because I didn't do my uh, registration yet, and I do think I have an outstanding uh, uh, ticket as well. So I think there's something like a uh, uh, five. Uh, uh, it's like a like a five hundred dollar fine I have to pay or something to uh, to get my license. Uh, allegedly unrevoked uh you know what the worst part about this is is that that? i now have to just do it for you (sighs) i have to do jack's uh cannot handle his life and now i'm gonna be losing my money unless i take jack's ticket 
I need to try better. As my own. The thing is, task. I just need to get this stuff. This is all... what this is what gender inequality is born from. This. I just need to. Like, it's not this. It's not that I actually expect you to do it. I just like but can't now get I my shit handled. I, I cannot get my shit it. handled. I need to get, if we can get everything just like back to the zero level. Because it was pretty depressing time for a couple years there, and I just let everything fall apart. If I, now I'm feeling okay. If we can get it to like the zero but, out level, I think I'm, I can like. Uh, I'm not happy that now I have to do this. I don't think you have to do it. I'll do it with I you. I just but. don't trust that you'll do it. I worry that I won't do it either. To be totally honest with I you, know, like I, I just it's very hard uh, for me to manage these things. Like it's like too stressful. Too now stressful I'm taking for me. on your. And I, I'm doing it out of love. I, I love know. you. I want to help know. you. It's but just it's too also, hard. It just it ain't fair. It ain't fair. Women have to do everything and it's not fair. Why? Well, Why? I got to, you know, I got to do better with this Why? kind of shit. Like, it's just too much. It's like too much for me to even like grapple with the idea that there are like letters being sent to me that I have to deal with and stuff. And then it's like, you got to think about the money. I got to look at money and look around like where the money is and try to move the money around. Like, it's just a fucking the it's too many steps. It's too many steps is what it inequality is. Inequality of household emotional labor is the root of all. I don't know. Misogyny. I don't know if it's the root of all misogyny, it's but perhaps it's, it's part inequality. of it. It's the root of a lot of inequality. It's the root of a lot of inequality. And then I'll get upset, and then I'll be just the naggy wife, and then I will die from annoyance. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I have the fucking license suspended. I don't know what to say. I'm like, you know, I feel bad. I feel bad about it. I just got depressed a little bit. You know, it's a bummer. It's like, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm like, uh, I will try to do better with it. I we just need to get back to the zero level. We need to get back to the zero. And then I won't, I'm just you know, gonna do it. I I'll stay on to top of it. stuff. I have that. to I have to sign you up for traffic school. So that the price goes down, hopefully. Hopefully. It's depressing. Yeah, it is depressing. You know, it is depressing to, you know, it's just hard. It's like adult life is like hard. It is hard, adult life. It's very hard for me to like stay on top of any of the stuff that I'm supposed to in adult life. And it's, I, 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 you know. It's hard because now I have to stay on top of it for both of us. Well, I used to just not do it is the thing. It's fair. like I used to just like, but I'm saying even, you know, before we were together, it's like I, I did. Uh, um, I think I'd rather be a prison wife. I just Maybe like I'll just let you go to prison. I used to not deal with this kind of stuff. And then it would just like you'd have to figure it out when it happened. But I've just for my entire life been so bad with ever paying tickets or ever doing anything. I just don't do whatever anyone tells me. And then it's like it costs so much more money. And so we got a notice today that your license was re- revoked. Suspended, suspend, not revoked. Suspended. Suspended. On the it's very same different. day that you got a new ticket. You got a new ticket that. Yes. You're also going to ignore. No, 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 no. The ticket's here. We're going to deal with so, it. It's not on the website yet. We're going to get a letter, and then I can deal with it. Oh. The ticket. I can't deal with it until Do you really comes. think you'll deal with it, or, or am I going to have to I will after we've it. had this long conversation, and I like feel you know upset about it, and I'm like, sad or whatever. Maybe I will deal with it. Have- I want this to I want everything to get back to the zero level. It's like I'm just like struggling. I'm like to- below. I'm like underwater. You know what I mean? And I'm like trying to get back to I don't even know if I, I, I should contest the ticket. I don't think you can at this point. No, the guy, the new one I can contest. The new one. I Why? Because you were stopped. Because I don't give a shit. I can just say like I'm not going to pay so you. Or whatever. Yeah, I wasn't doing it. Fine. I did not. You text. can do whatever you want with the new ticket. I am taking over the old ticket because you have failed us in our life. 
Yes. Our shared life, you have failed us. Okay, well, this is like not that nice. I am nice for, you know, I do a lot of good, other no, good stuff. No, you're a nice person and you're a good partner, but it just this one, this one fell through the cracks and I'm, I'm, ta- I'm picking it up off the ground. Yes. And I'm being kind of a dick about it, but I'm trying yeah. to make a point. A I get point, it. A I get point. it. I get it. You know, it's not. I'm. I will say this. I will say that I'm not. You know, this is an honest show. We're being honest. I really did get a tweeting and driving ticket. I will say this. I will say this. Uh, uh, I will do better, and I understand that this is putting uh, uh, pressure on you. That is unfair. I will say that I did not do this stuff it's not that i overlooked this stuff because of like an assumption that like no, kate will I, take care no, of this for I, me i, I, know, I know i'm I just know. saying though I that i want to just be clear about that that i'm like i have, did not do this because i'm like oh kate will do it or whatever i just didn't do it because i have never done this stuff and it has been a constant life ruiner for me like since i've been 18 years old so i do need to do better at it i do yeah. need to do better i do yeah. need to do better uh because i want to take the pressure off of you I'm just trying to pull hold your feet to the flame i'm happy bit. to have them i am very happy to have my feet held to the flames a little bit a here and there i think it's forum. interesting we i don't mind pu- it we have a public forum i don't mind it i'm for happy me, to talk about this stuff too. i think honestly like this but kind I of just, shit i think everyone is going through this kind of stuff i think that I our generation agree. has been and we are now we're now starting to be more honest about this yeah. stuff but for our entire but, 20s but, like like for our parents generation it would have just been like a woman quietly seething for sure that this stuff falls on them it's and okay. like and now in our and generation that's gone on for generations and, and now generations. in our generation we host morning shows together where yeah. we can do it on the morning show on Twitch. <laughs> i'm not quietly seething i'm loudly seething. i think it's all good look i am just saying you know i hear you i want to do better at it uh, uh i do think that like there was a depressed period in my life and you know there's a I have a my father has this, too. I have a a like bad habit for letting things fall apart, you know, with the like hope that something's going to happen and I'll just like take care of it all under that. Like there sure. are times when I like I'm too depressed about like my career and all this kind of shit, you know, uh, uh, to even look at any of this kind of stuff. And it just feels like a relentless barrage yeah. of like letters coming in and things like that. And I just can't even handle it. Well, you I will that, say, though, you that got I got the IRS handled. I did that. I didn't have to help you with that. I went and did that. I went and did that on the website. Look, I I think this. Look, like it's just hard, and I think it's interesting for us to talk about this stuff because uh, uh, I do think our generation should be more honest about this stuff. I do think that we've been like pretty badly. Uh, uh, we're on in like a fairly bad state. I think we're like in a fairly bad state financially. Like unless you come from money or whatever. Uh, yeah. uh, and I think I mean, that I think that for yeah. us, like. For me anyway, and for people I know, I think that like through our 20s, we were like not talking about this stuff like out of shame. Like I know for me personally that like when I was like living in a studio apartment, like unable to make rent and all like this kind of shit, I truly was like I am pathetic and I am a failure because I assume that all of my other friends are like doing okay, And like it's only now that like, you know, to not to not be concerned with, you know, the. To, to find yourself less concerned with the appearance of being successful, I uh-huh. think, is, is healthier for all of us. We should yeah. all be more open about what the struggles are look look like for us as millennial adults. Uh, uh, and so that's what we're doing here. That's what we're doing what we're here. Doing here. Uh, uh, I, too, just like everyone else, uh, yes. don't pay my motherfucking bills and get my license revoked. And, it, and, it, affect, uh, and, and it affects you. It affects your marriage. And these things just like it's the pressures of adult life uh, uh 
come crashing down on you. Well, you every know, once in not a while. everything's perfect out there, but it's good to talk about it. I think that I'm like, happy to talk about I, it. I, I would like to inspire other women to call their partners out on these things instead no. of just quietly seething about it. It's going to be so funny next week when we start getting all these calls that are like, uh, uh, that are like, I got fired from my job for asking for a raise. I got and, dumped. And I got dumped. Because <laughs> I, I said emotional labor was the root of all misogyny. Claire did get a raise. Claire got a raise. All right, everybody. All right, it's 9 a.m. I have to go. It is 9 a.m. I have to go off to a meeting, an actual work meeting that I'm not getting paid for, but I have to go out to a meeting. I have to drive my car with my suspended license up to... Uh, Hollywood and just hope that I don't get caught but thank you all for watching uh, uh, I, I, I'm i happy we talked about this I know that yeah. was like a, you seemed kind of like heated for a second I was not heated I was just a little caught off guard and I wanted to explore it that was all like I was just trying to figure out how I felt and what my response was yeah. I was not upset or anything like that no, I didn't flash a face no, you I didn't, didn't flash one of the faces you're very measured you're very measured I didn't, go like, I didn't, like, you're and very I didn't measured. do the I didn't do a 15 frame face at you this time you're uh, very uh, measured. I won't tweet and drive today. Thank you all for watching. Thank he, you all for watching. He will one hundred percent tweet and drive. I, thank you all for watching. Uh, uh, it's Jack Am. We'll be back tomorrow at seven a.m. Pacific, ten a.m. Eastern. Um, thank you all for watching, everyone. Good times. Weiger takes the bus in L.A. I, I should consider it. I, I actually should give it I a like shot. I like the bus. All right. Talk to you later, guys. Talk to you later, everybody.